0: everybody we don't normally meet in my home we normally meet at ob johnson park just down the street uh but they are still getting on their feet after the storm and they asked us if we would not meet there today and then we can meet there next week so we'll be back in our normal place next week but this is kind of fun because two years ago we were in this exact same place we started the church right here in the living room and now we're back except it's a little more crowded than it was at that time Amen, amen. So um, I'm glad to have you here. And I know it's been, man, it has been a tough week. It's been a lot of stress uh, on a lot of people. And as I look around the room, I know you've been out of your home and were up, had to take multiple trips just to get people away from the storm and get people back. Uh, I know some of you are still without power. Some of you had elderly family members without power and had to take care of them. Uh, some of you were nervous about the storm in many ways. Some of you were traveling. Uh, Philip and Blake Dennis took their three girls and they're still not back yet, they're still not back. And, uh, many friends of mine left the state and it took them double the time. You know, you heard the stories. Uh, double the time, six hours just to get to Orlando. It normally takes three, so. There's been a lot of difficulties and hard things that everybody has had to bear in the past week, and it's been been no joke. Um, And in light of that, I thought, you know what, we're just gonna start what we were gonna do last week, which was start our new series in the book of James um, called The Walk, uh, living out real faith in real life. And the premise for the book of James and this idea of the walk is that a Christian, you can recognize them by their walk. I had this friend in college, he was from Orange County, California, and his name was Johnny Fiore, and he is probably the coolest guy I've ever met. And he kind of had this, like, this strut that he did, And, and you could recognize him even if he was 100 yards away because of the way he walked. And as Christians, we walk a certain way. And we walk a certain way through trials. We, we walk a certain way when it comes to the use of our mouths, when it comes to the use of our finances. And, my, and our hope is that you would be able to recognize the way we walk out our lives, not when we use our legs, but when we exercise our faith in real life situations like the aftermath of a hurricane. And so we're going to kick off our series in James because the first few verses in James talk about how we walk through trials, mm-hmm. how we walk through trials. So, I'm going to ask Jay, would you pray for us? Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for everyone here. Thank you for allowing us another day a day to worship you, a day to learn more about you, and a day that we can celebrate the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Lord, please be with John as he uh, speaks your words. Father, send Your Spirit to speak through Him. May He be transparent. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Let's read the first four verses here in James 1, 1-4. I'm reading from the Christian Standard Bible. And it says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, and twelve tribes dispersed abroad. Greetings. Consider it a great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance and let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete lacking nothing you know the funny thing about trials is it it's like pouring miracle grow on your sin it exposes your sinful areas did anybody Say some things this week that they wish they didn't say. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> uh, they had some attitudes. Uh, okay, good. I'm the only sinner here. Um, you had some attitudes that you wish you had cha- you could change. Yeah. Some trials do. When you get under that stress and pressure, you might you, you might think that you were a lot less sinful, but those trials bring out your sin. And and not only that, I find it interesting here that it says experience various trials see most of the time you and I are okay with one or two trials uh, but when we get various trials thrown at us all at once man it can flatten us it can level us if you've ever heard of the movie Sharknado have you heard of this movie <laughs> Sharknado is one of the worst movies of all time it was so bad that they said it's so bad we've got to make a sequel So to make Sharknado and Sharknado 2 and Sharknado is Jaws and twister combined. A tornado goes through the ocean, it picks up all these sharks, and so all these people on land are not only having tornadoes come at them, they're having tornadoes full of sharks come at them. It's it's multiple trials at once. <laughs> and you see, that's how life is, especially in the aftermath of a hurricane. It's That's just one thing. We could deal with one thing, but it's things coming at you like sharknadoes. Left and right, you're getting trials, difficulties, hardships, and you're stressed, and you're tired, and you just want your power on, and you're honest, you just want your Wi-Fi on too, and you're going, God, what is going on with all these things? And what we tend to do uh, in that is we start comparing to each other's trials. Now, in Broward County, we did not have it as bad as Dade or the Keys or Naples. We didn't get it as bad. Um, And that's actually helpful, because when my power's out, I go, well, at least I have a roof over my head. And that gives us a little perspective. And so that keeps us from complaining. But while that might shut us up, that doesn't lift us up. Because you still have problems, even though they're not as bad as the people in the Keys, you still have to walk through your trials and your problems. And to be honest, I want to walk through those in a way that inspires other people. I want to walk through those trials, not just complaining my way through it, but with joy. Have you ever met someone who you spent an hour complaining to and then after the end of that hour you found out that they had worse problems than you did, but they didn't, they didn't complain back to you. They listened to you. They cared about you. They were concerned about you. They had joy in their trials. They didn't, they didn't care about caring themselves and, to you. And that really is what James is trying to get us to. He's getting to this place where it's not our circumstances that give us joy. It's the God who's with us in our tough circumstances that gives us joy. It's the fact that as Christians, our trials are not meaningless. Our culture tells us that if you have a hardship, get out of it as quickly as possible. It's a delay, it's a a distraction, it's just in your way. Uh, this, This week, you can see all the leaves out there, this week during the storm, a major branch fell down in the middle of our street and for about three or four days it blocked the entire street so cars and uh, and pedestrians couldn't pass and so all week we had people just walking through a driveway to get around that major branch and one of the most entertaining parts of our week was we would just sit on the couch and we would watch people who'd come down 22nd right here take a hard left and then hit the brakes because the tree was in their way and see it's like that with trials uh, when we see a trial, we hit the brakes, and we like we say, there's got to be another way around this. we got to find another avenue. But God says, no, I'm going to give you joy as you walk through it, mm-hmm. as you go through it. I'm going to be present with you. And there's joy in it because the trial that you are walking through right now, that one that you're in right now, that has a purpose in your life. Amen. You that has a purpose in your life. See, if you're not a Christian, you just have to get out of the trials. But if you're a Christian, God says there's a purpose in walking through the very trials that you're in right now. See, often with me, I go, well, I don't want those trials, God. Give me another set of trials. But God says, no, it's these trials that you're in right now, the ones that you came into this house bearing on your shoulders. Those are the ones that he wants to use for his purposes. Mm -hmm. And the main thing that he says he's going to use them for is your spiritual growth, maturity he is changing you through your trials the very things that you're walking through right now he is growing you and maturing you not just maturity as an adult or as a person but he's making you more like his son Jesus through those very trials did anybody have a moment this week where you were going through some hard stuff and then maybe you heard on the television about some about somewhere else that had it worse, and it brought compassion in you. Maybe even it forced you to reach out beyond yourself and help your neighbor. You see, that's the very kind of thing. God, in that moment, is using those trials to make you more like His son, to make you compassionate towards your neighbors, to help you love your neighbors, to help you be self-sacrificial to those around you. He's making you more like Jesus through your trials. Now, I'm going to give a little pitch here. Because sometimes, if we're honest, we go, well, I'm not really sure I care if I'm more like Jesus. I just want to get out of my trial. I just want to get past this hardship. I just want to get done with this difficulty. But that's because we really don't know what Jesus was like. If we really got to understand what Jesus was like and who he was and how he operated in life, we'd be willing to go through trials to be like him. Most of us know about Jesus, but we don't actually know what it was like to be in the room with Jesus. We don't understand the, the compassion and the love and the sacrifice and how he pressed in. He was so culturally savvy and yet so sacrificial in the way he interacted with people. And that's one of the reasons that we're doing person of Jesus study, not tomorrow night, but a week from tomorrow. What does love look like? The person of Jesus to study a love. We're going to do it for two weeks at a T T Coffee Shop. And the idea really is, what does love look like? And we're going to sit in the Bible in a way that makes you sit in a room with Jesus so that you understand what it's like to be like Him. And when you understand what it's like to be like Him, you'll understand that your trials actually have a purpose. Because you'll say, you know what? It's worth it if I get to be like Jesus Christ. If God's going to use this trial in my life, and I get to even be a little bit more like who Jesus is, and the way he loves people, and the way he cares about people, and the way he's honest, it's worth it. It's worth it. And that's the promise of this text, is that whatever you're going through this week, that God is making you more like Jesus. He's not just giving you virtues, he's giving you the character of Jesus Christ, But the key is, you have to consider it originally. Notice it it doesn't say that it just sort of changes in your mind. It says consider. In other words, chew it up in your mind. As you weigh out your trial, remind yourself that you are being made more like Jesus through your trial. And teach your mind to grasp onto that reality. It's not about faking it till you make it. It's about understanding that God really is making you like Jesus. And in the midst of your difficulty and hardship, that will give you joy. Consider it a great joy, my brothers and sisters. Whenever you experience various trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its full effect, so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. As you walk through trials this past week and this coming week God is using it to make you more like Jesus Mm -hmm. Jesus who died on the cross for your sins (laughs) Jesus who went on the trial of the cross and looked at his oppressors and said forgive them for they know not what they do Mm -hmm. Jesus who went to the cross and took the full weight of your sin so that you could be a child of God be forgiven be justified be filled with the Holy Spirit And know that God will never leave you or forsake you. Consider it a great joy. Amen? Amen. Let me pray for us. Lord, we thank you for your word, and we ask this morning that you would encourage the saints here, that as they, they have more to walk through, we all have more to walk through this week, and we need your spirit to come in and help us consider it a great joy to be your child and to walk through these difficult things. May, may we come together. May we relieve the burden that, that we're bearing. May, may Tony and his family get AC back. May those in our neighborhood who don't have air conditioning, who don't have power, would you believe uh, that, Lord, and bring power back, Father. For those in the keys who have had to leave their homes and throughout the Caribbean islands who don't have an island anymore, Lord, be with them in that trial. But we know it's not pointless. We know it's not out of your hand. It's not out of your grip. And so we ask that you would help us to trust you. And all God's people said. Amen. Amen. Before the worship team comes back up and and sings for us, I want to break into small groups and just pray for a few minutes. Um, Maybe you've had an opportunity to reach out to your neighbors this week and get to know them in a better way. and you want to pray for them? Maybe you have a heart for what's happening. Um, What's the name of the island? It's not Bermuda. Mar- 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 Barbuda. Mar- Bar- Bar- St. Martin, St. John's. Yeah, pray for those islands. Um, for maybe you heart. want to pray for something else for yourself. Uh-huh. Pray Maria goes away. Pray Maria goes away. Yeah. You want to pray for yeah. Robin. Um, and just wherever you feel led to pray for. So let's gather in just small groups of two or four people and just spend a few minutes praying and asking the Lord to work. And then we'll have the worship team come back up.